but the like I, I just I'm not a fan. Like it's just so much unnecessary strain on your back. That's well. That's does does that mean your form's off? I don't think so. Because I I mean I know how to do deadlifts. Like yeah. I just don't enjoy doing them. Then don't hmm. do them. Yeah, that's what I haven't yeah, done. There's a lot years. of like bodily processes. Like uh, for example, I don't like to push myself when I am straining my neck. Some people do fine with that. I mean, you shouldn't strain your neck. You period, should. You but shouldn't. <laughs> but sometimes, if you're doing heavy loads, <clears throat> like the the sent, okay, like having the word neck and also the two words heavy load in a sentence that they should never exist with one another. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're going, if you're doing neck work, it should be light. Yeah. Like that's one of the ones where you're like, all right, high reps. Well, no, no, carpal no, not, not like that. No, I'm okay. saying like you could be you could be squatting, but it's it's just. A ton of force on you so that when you're actually pushing up you're using all your might down to like stupid muscles to like clenching jaw the stupid fucking muscles um, yeah what, because you're not supposed to be using them. why are you supporting my head you can ruin yourself Bro, if you're doing squats and your neck hurts it's time to probably one reassess your squat technique and two drop the weight yeah, I mean, but you know what you agree. shouldn't drop the two AM podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. <laughs> but you know what we change. should drop though, our new merch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get there. We will. We'll figure it out. Our uh, handsome man Zade here had something that he wanted to speak about. <laughs> oh yes, something if, regarding in-house handsome man Zade yeah, yeah. <laughs> was Gucci. I actually have a very interesting uh, article that I want to. Oh, do you speak about what this is this? Is, uh, this is California legislation that actually has some common sense. Surprisingly, I've been seeing more common sense news stories coming out, like we have the example of Los Angeles, the city council. Uh, they banned homeless people from basically creating shelters around like public schools and, you know, common sense places mm -hmm. where they shouldn't be. But in this case, um, just as context, more than 30,000 collisions between vehicles and wildlife have occurred on California highways. Uh, since 2015. That is definitely NorCal, mm. for sure. So so it says it's around, uh, actually, Highway 101 in Agora Hills. Ooh, really? Yeah, yes. okay, that makes sense. I was going to say the valleys. Yes. But yeah. Really? And, yeah. Wow. and <clears throat> the cost of all that is at the tune of over a billion dollars. Um, according to 2018 data collected by CalMatters and the Road Ecology Center at the University of California, Davis. Now, here's the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. A new budget was approved by state lawmakers recently uh, with recent aims to support the construction of Liberty Canyon Wildlife Crossing, a tunnel stretching above the highway. Yes, I was actually going to talk. I wanted to talk mm -hmm. about this. This why, why did I hear about this? Another state has already done it. Really? And they've, I think they've already saved like hypothetically millions of dollars. Denver and Utah. Mm. Yeah. Denver and Utah. And the idea is that so... We build our highways through, um, what is it, like migratory lands? Well, I mean, essentially, isn't that what, like, almost all natural land is? Just an area for animals to mm -hmm. cruise yeah. through? Mm -hmm. Demolish houses and see what happens. Yeah. But a lot, so we have coyotes, and the main animal are cougars. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course, they, they need to travel from one place to another, and sometimes there happens to be a fucking freeway in the way. Plenty yeah. of those in Newport. So, Beach, in a sense, we did kind of just destroy the nature of this we disrupted the the movement of the, nature. the movement of it right yeah. yeah and it's a pretty crazy idea because it, they basically just want to have an overpass uh, above the freeway and they just want to make it like 
they want it to blend in with the environment, so they just put grass and like trees and stuff over it, so that the animals can cross and yeah. mate and do all sorts of you know so animal I, stuff. Well, mating on the highway yeah. overpass. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> who knows? When humans are too overwhelming, we start fixing the animals' problems. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm saying when, he, when, when humans are mating, when dealing with humans becomes overwhelming, we start fixing the problems of the animals. Well, yes. And I'm actually happy for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, fixing their problems. It's some po- positive news. But like fixing that problem <clears throat> specifically also fixed a problem of ours. Mm-hmm. So it was like yeah. a mutually beneficial. It was a mutual, yeah, mutual, mutual beneficial. Which mm-hmm. goes back to common sense. Shocking, huh? Yeah. Who would have figured? So that, that overpass. <laughs> Feed the cat, young boy. Yeah, that's what I was told. <laughs> and it's not a lot of money. That that overpass specifically costs around seven million dollars, and uh, they approved, I believe, another fifty-five million for other areas within California that they want to implement this. That's idea. good. Good. Do you Not remember sure. how many deer we almost hit, dude? <laughs> My well, that God, was, that was a special wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me they approved a fifty, roughly, I mean, actually, debatably sixty, right? Or is that seven million for the first bridge included in the overall fifty million? It's you know? separate, separate so around sixty. So almost sixty million dollars is going to be invested for building animal highways, yet they still can't build like adequate homeless shelters. You know, well, like, no, it's not a hey, let's not let's not say we can't. Like I'm not trying to because I'm we definitely trying, can. I'm also not trying to take away from like you know the bridges for the animals, but I'm like. I know it totally sounds like that, but it just in theory, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, build the bridges for the animals, but it's like, how many millions of homeless people do you have across California yeah. now? Granted, I'd say that's a it's a way bigger problem, though. So, I mean, at least you solve a smaller problem <clears throat> that contributes to the health of society. Granted, you know, well, obviously least, we need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. At least we have safe roads, you know, to keep going and think about the homeless problem. We can a lot more. That's, that's philosophical just energy. That is to the, the most Californian problem. answer I've ever heard. <laughs> there you go. Like that's it, see how like it just do, it doesn't really make sense, but it makes sense. Like oh. yeah, there's still animals we care about them. I wonder and how much. Sure, it's a great project. I wonder how much traffic they're going to cut down on <clears throat> by adding those uh, bridges. I know that might sound strange, but like think of all the accidents and uh, that have happened as a result of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also all of the traffic that was caused by you know having to fix those accidents or, mm. or clean up those accidents. Think about this: I mentioned the annual or the cost a billion dollars. I don't know if that's annually, but it's still a lot of money. That seems insane. Yeah, like I I don't know if I believe that number a billion dollars for animals. Well, this is from the point of 2018. This is from 2018 all the way up till now. So from 2018 to 2021, there's been a billion dollars in damages created because of animal accidents. Yeah, which is very reasonable because, I mean, animals are crossing those paths all the time. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been hearing a lot higher numbers for dumber things. Like what? Like like what? Uh, just, Just think of government. Think of uh, debt. Think of, um, you know where what? it's going. It has nothing what are you to talking about? Like the thirty thousand dollar hammer in the military? No, that's like the that CIA. Whatever think, it is. Yeah, I think it was like a thirty thousand dollar FBI hammer or something. I don't know. Like the that. FBI, but like <laughs> bringing the FBI <laughs> hammer down. Just think of aid. Aid? Oh, to like other countries? Yeah. Like things that are not necessarily our problem, <laughs> and we pay a shit ton. So, like, that's what I'm saying is the scale of, num- like, a billion, 
that doesn't really seem like much. It, it really considering is considering well, considering the fact that our government's just like, here's trillions, like, and then they yeah. throw it out so, there. So, like, I mean, if we've heard trillions, what's a billion? <laughs> it's one one thousand yeah. trillion. And right? also, the, there are a lot of benefits to this, so... <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so there are three main benefits. Crossings would help bolster populations uh, for at-risk species, so the mountain lion is an at-risk species. Yeah, because they keep getting run over by all the fucking, <laughs> well, you know, eco-friendly you know. hummers that are on the road now. Eco-friendly hummers. It's like, yeah, the Hummer HV, it's got 1,200 foot-pound of torque, baby. Hey. It provides more opportunity for different species of mountain lions to come in and then uh, strengthen the diversity pool, the gene pool. Mm -hmm. And it also helps with, you know, bio biodiversity in other areas, like other animals come in and, you know, bolster up the environment so that's on and good. so forth that's good yeah um, so it's a lot of positives but it's yeah. also it's it's the first one of its kind uh creation in california in terms of the animal passings not surprised um expected to be complete in 2025 but as we mentioned utah and colorado they've seen 98.5 percent and 89 89 percent reductions in collisions on freeways i mean it's just like you said it's obvious common sense it's fucking obvious. It's always like, it's kind of like the problems we go through in our day-to-day -day software usage on the computer, where we're like, I can't figure out how to make this pink pop. What is going on? I set it up for that. What's happening? And then it's always the stupidest setting. It's the one it's right in front like of It's kind of like that. The like, solution like on, is so simple. Like on Photoshop or something like that? Yeah. I the solution is always simple. And <laughs> you just think about it in this form. I always run into that oh, problem. A bridge. Hmm. I run into that problem like when I'm on Photoshop late at night. Yeah. And I'm working, I'm like, just something is wrong. Like, I don't know what it is. And then I'll go into like my settings. Like, I'll go look at the uh, screen and I'm like, I can't figure out what the fuck this is. Then you go into energy savings and it's like, oh yeah, you're on night mode. Yeah. And I don't even know how this is possible. It was like the night mode changed because my night mode's like almost just red. <laughs> For the screen, like, I don't want any blue light on there, like, as minimal as possible. Yeah. But I guess it, like, something happened and just switched to, like, the most minimal version of night mode. <laughs> so it was just, like, just enough for it to be kind of irritating. Yeah. You're like, something's fucked, like, something's yeah, weird. Fuck yeah, I thought screen. I launched Photoshop, not sort of Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of editing and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is kind of Photoshop right here. SPS. <laughs> sort of Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious as to how many other, like problems we're dealing with that have those kinds of simple solutions so many. like smaller scale ones not necessarily the huge ones there's got to be so many yeah that's a good way to start approaching thoughts too like we should start thinking about problems and see like <laughs> the stupidest solutions like what is the smallest solution we can come up with i think that can actually be huge thoughts for your thoughts <laughs> you know what i think actually might help us out a little bit yeah if we just had better designations for trash cans. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but when I went over to France, like mm -hmm. in Paris, like they have, I think, three or four different types of trash cans there. Oh. Like everywhere you go, there's like three different types. There's one for just normal trash, one for plastics, and then one for like a specific type of plastic or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. Like it might have been glass or some shit. But I feel like if you just implemented that across the U.S., it probably wouldn't cost that much to do. Yeah. You know, just a couple different cans, and then maybe you have to switch up the garbage trucks a little bit so that they can have different sections. Or maybe just smaller garbage trucks. I don't know. Are you talking about the, the trash cans we have at home? 
Uh, trash cans you have at home, sure. I mean, I think it's a little bit easier we at home. We have three variations. I mean, I think we have two. No, we've got. We, three. Do we have yeah, three? I have three. We have compost. One is for, uh, we have, I, okay, I don't have that one. You don't. You don't have the green one. No, I have just the the black tops and then the blue one, which is for hmm. recycling. Oh, we should get one for. Compost. I mean, out of all neighborhoods, yeah. I would have thought you guys have the compost one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we should sure. have a compost one. My parents garden quite yeah. a bit, so. Why not? I would look into that. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts for your th- <laughs> um, I don't know. That just seems like it would have a pretty big impact, especially because of like how businesses are trying to be recycled forward, I guess, or yeah. you know, uh, more sustainable, <laughs> eco-friendly. But the thing is, everywhere you go, it's just a trash can. Like, there's no recycling bin. Yeah. There's no like. But then again, specialty bin. didn't you mention in a previous episode that our recycling plants are some of the most efficient out there? Like, they're able to sort out everything. Yeah, but why not make their lives easier? Sure. I mean, theoretically, what that would do for them in the long run is if they had, like, specified or more, I guess, diverse forms of trash cans, right, is that it would be even easier for them to cycle through all that shit, potentially driving the cost of, like, recycled plastic down. Hmm. It's just a hypothetical. Your boy's just trying to take out the trash. That's um, what he's just trying to do. Come on. Let me take out the I don't trash. know. I don't know how we would go about even patrolling that, even if we had a good, like, trash system, public trash system. I mean, like, I think just the easiest way would be to make every single bin that we have out there, like, one of the dual ones, you know, where it's like, here's trash, here's recycling. Like, I think that would actually have quite a bit of net positive results yeah. just by doing that. Do you guys know people that like to throw their trash just anywhere? Bro, I, w- I literally just had that thought. I, I, hate, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I, I can't. I don't think I do actually. No, it's like the trash can, the public trash can's right there. Yeah. And there's trash on the ground right next. They're to oblivious. It. So like the way you treat this earth is not like earth. How are you that fucking brain dead? <laughs> you know. can't lean down, pick it up, and put it where it's supposed to be put. I can't even tell you how many times I've been at like Disneyland in the past. Yeah. And people have got like a fucking popcorn churro turkey leg you name if it's like you know portable eating they'll just mm-hmm. fucking walk around with that shit just fried dough looking yeah. at fucking fake castles and like rocket ships and shit they're walking around eating that and then all of a sudden like they're just like nah, 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 and then they'll just throw it <laughs> off yeah. into the fucking they'll try to aim for the trash can i'll give them credit at least they try right but they'll miss it like so many times yeah but you know that you don't have to miss right you and then just even, walk over <laughs> even crazier it's like you'll blink and there's a dude there with a little bin that comes and picks it up, yeah. sweeps it, puts it in the trash can, and then moves on with his day. That, That's yeah. one thing that Disneyland does right and almost no other theme park does as best. Yeah. It's just the level of cleanliness there <laughs> is so far above any other theme park yeah. in the world. Any like, bit, I respect any that bit, shit. Yeah, they're sweeping 24-7. Yeah. And I, where did I, I – there was a country I went to. I would – Mr. I think worldwide. it was no, 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 I think it was Qatar. We got Pitbull over here. I think it was Qatar, but I I realized that I would say probably a lot of the people you see windows roll down and just like <laughs> a McDonald's bag just thrown out the window. Really? And then everything just gets destroyed. Obviously, there's cars that are gonna run over it. It goes everywhere. That's just disrespectful. It's it's disrespectful. Disgusting. But that's a very normal thing. And the thing is, I never realized. That it was very normal because of how clean the country was. And the reason why it's clean is because of the Indian immigrants that they fly over and they give them salary jobs. And they literally are street sweeping and sweeping 24-7. Jesus. They make stops. Like, imagine Amazon delivery, but instead of delivering, they come down clean and then dip. It's like a five-minute job. 
Jesus. That reminds me, have you ever seen the video? I think it was in India. I'm not quite sure, but hmm. I'm just assuming because everybody I saw in the video was Indian. <laughs> but anyways, this guy's cleaning. He has the bin. He has the, he has the broom. He's sweeping the trash from the, you know, off the ground. Mm -hmm. And this dude, he's in, he's in like a challenger, windows rolled down, and he's throwing his trash at this guy for him to pick up. And it's like, it's obviously disrespectful. It's just totally blatant. blatant. And all of a sudden, this buff Indian guy, he's looking, he sees this going on, and then he comes out of nowhere, takes the, the, the broom and the, uh, the bin, puts more trash in it, and just throws it into his car. <laughs> <laughs> also, can, I wish we could get somebody on the podcast who has that mentality, because it's just like, why throw it out the window? It, like, are you afraid of it stinking up your car? Like, no, is it on fire? <laughs> but I'm like, are you worried about it making your car smell bad? Because it's like, you already made the conscious decision to eat in your car. Mm -hmm. So, like, what other reason is there to throw it out the window yeah. other than I'm just, I'm a piece of shit today? It's That's laziness. How I'm feeling. It's just laziness. It's laziness, and you're, you're just unaware of it, too. Like, and even if you were aware of it, it's already too late. Like, because you've practiced it so much. Like, it's just whatever, you know? I'm just going to open up this pack of cigarettes and just... That's the most common thing I see, is that little wrapper. Really? They just throw it out the window, dude. Or the cigarette butts. Or the cigarette itself. What is, is it buds or butts? Butts. Butts. butts? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It's not cool. That one just never made sense to me. It's like, I don't know. If, if you went to that person, like, somebody likes to throw shit out the window. If you go to their house and you just huck a bag of McDonald's on their front lawn, like, they're going to get pissed. Yeah. But in essence, it's kind of the same thing, right? You're just dumping trash somewhere. I don't yeah. give a fuck where it is. I'm just going to throw it out the window. Yeah. Mm -hmm. treat, just happen to yeah. be on your front lawn. It's like treat <laughs> Earth as your neighbor, dude. It's another house. I have a carton of eggs. It's your only bed. house. It's your only place of domicile. Like, exactly. really. like Earth gave you your house. <laughs> Technically. Should, should have a carton of eggs in the, in the car prepared for any dipshit that wants to throw trash out the window. <laughs> just egg his car. Oh, I saw like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just hucking it out the window. Like, you happen to be there. <laughs> I saw bad. something quite funny the other day. I saw a cargo van turn left on a wide left, okay? Goes immediately right and just stomps on the brakes. You could see that, like, the hydraulic system just go, right? Damn. And he's just, all of a sudden, I see the roll, window roll down, and he's just, it comes out onto the window, dude. Holy shit. And I'm like, shit. oh, my God. And he just, he's just throwing up. In my oh head, my I was just like, dude, not here. But then I was like. No, I don't. I don't know what he's going through. Like, if you have to vomit, like if you have to not, vomit and you, you have to have stop time. that sudden, you don't have time. So, have you ever seen somebody vomit while like you know you're on the highway? It's it's in a different car. To mm. be fair, like, have you ever seen it like when somebody sticks their head out the window and just lets go of everything <laughs> they have? Ugh. It's like the most aggressive sprinkler I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Just, just it, they look stupid too. Like, have you seen? <laughs> you know what's funny? There's this guy on. Um, <laughs> This guy used to follow on Tumblr, dude. The Tumblr days. But uh, he... <laughs> What's even going on with Tumblr? Like, is it still a platform? Um, I think they well, removed... Well, it's still a they thing, are. But... They just removed the NSFW. Yeah. So that means everybody... Removed so everybody all pornography. Did. Yeah, everybody <laughs> moved. And that was the uh, that was the movement of OnlyFans. But... <laughs> that's a theory. Yeah, that's yeah. a theory. It that's a theory. That's a theory. Or Twitter. But uh he used to do uh people like he would take pictures of people throwing up and remove the throw up in photoshop so they would just look like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like okay like i can see the creativity in this because you thought of doing this right and it doesn't look like they're puking they just look really stupid have you ever uh have you ever seen a photo of a swimmer 
-hmm. Like uh, somebody did a series at one of the Olympics like a couple years back. Uh, They were taking photos of all the swimmers right before they broke the water's surface tension. So it looked like just this giant like bubble was coming out of the water. (laughs) I see that with a lot of shark pictures. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like perfectly smooth, too. And it's like this person's emerging out and it's just right before the water tension or like the surface tension breaks. Yeah. And then it's just like this perfect sphere. Like it looks like a a liquid glass carpet. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Or better yet, like if you were just lying on the ground or right now, like we threw a blanket over you. Right. And it was made out of glass. Like that's what it looks like. Special quality to it. I I can see that. I can see that. What? Um. Have you seen those uh those submarine thingies <laughs> that are designed like sharks? Have you seen those submarine thingies? No, no, no. I know no. it's how he said it. Have you seen those submarine things? things? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Hop into my I don't submarine. know what they're called, man. They're like called like like hyper. No, no. Hop into Tarek's drop top submarine. <laughs> yeah, harpoon gun. Har- harpoon gun, dude. Tarek, if you're watching. <laughs> Great, one of the best idea, moments of the pod. It's one of the best moments. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Come at me, shark. Anyways. Uh, um, no, no, but it's like, it's a, it's a vehicle that goes underwater at rapid speeds. It's called like a hyper something. What is it called? I think oh, you, this you know, I, I, know I know what you, you're talking about. Wait, are you I talking you about, know. you're talking about the fucking, uh, like they look like. They can be designed to look like animals, like yeah. their most popular ones, either an orca or a dolphin. Yeah, those things mm. are so sick. I I and need I want one. one. I need one so bad. We need to look <laughs> into those because those things. So, dude, for people who don't know what we're talking about, which I would be surprised if you did, they're yeah, pretty fucking yeah. bizarre. But it's like, um, think of yourself sitting in like essentially a cigar, mm-hmm. right? But instead of it just being like a perfect cylinder or tube the whole way across, it's like, you know, kind of more pinched. Kind of like yeah. if a teardrop was, you know, inverted yeah. and it looked like that. It looks right? like a missile, but slash bubble. Yeah, it's like if a... Mi- no, like he's no, right. Like yeah. if a if a missile had a bubble in it and then they just aerodynamically carved out. Yeah. So it would be, you know, An smooth across the yeah. whole thing. So you sit inside of it and it's got some form of propulsion. I think it uses something that like the jets that a Sea-Doo uses or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, it can push you forward. I think some go as fast as like twenty five or thirty five miles an hour. Yeah. So they fucking not dude, bad. They, they cruise on gun. water, bro. That's cruise on water in underwater. I think underwater the max that like the biggest one can do is like twenty five yeah. underwater, which underwater, is yeah. nuts. <laughs> and and by the way, I've seen videos of people going twenty five underwater and then coming up onto the shore the mm-hmm. surface. <laughs> oh my god, the sudden change in view, insane. Now, how practical is it for the body shape to be like a like an orca or a dolphin? Actually, very. Like even even though it's all mechanical. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not like you know it doesn't have like the tail or the flippers of like an orca or a dolphin, you know. But it's just like smoothed out, and mm-hmm. they just paint like an orca or it's dolphin. Like the foundation kind of. of what that animal's structure would be. Like if you, I mean, this is kind of brutal, but like if you were to take the, if you were to cut the flippers off and the tail, like just the tail, but it went down to the point, like think of that, but just wide enough for a person to fit inside of. Yeah. Not brutal for Japan. We try apparently. to pull up a picture for you. No, <laughs> for them, they have, they got different rules over there. Yeah. Uh, whatever. We've already, we've talked about that previously, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, he also showed me this, this fucking like personal helicopter you could get. Oh. 
Oh man, dude, yeah. it, it's oh, so man. trap. But I'm like, I don't trust myself in this. I don't care how yeah, much I training tr- I get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess around with this to the point where I'm gonna die. Yeah, I don't trust you in it either. But I trust me in it. If you want to go Fair fly enough. around, <laughs> dude, I'll be a passenger. I'll just, you know, I'll just kick. Hey, back. there are two seats. There's two seaters, man. <laughs> Hold on, what is it called, dude? No, look up. Um, I know what you're talking about. I know you, you I, can find them online, dude. I literally had the word this morning. The 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 actual device or the, the vehicle. Just name. a dolphin vehicle. I don't know. No, put like um, um uh, do do jet propel. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, dude, this jet, is actually do jet propelled oh, sea breacher. Sea breachers. God, yes. dude. There we dude, go. What's even crazier is they're designed to get the sheet the the sheet the shit beat out of them, right? So, like, you dive down, and I think they can go up to, what is it, like, 40 or 50 feet deep. And then you just point that shit upwards and give it all of the gas dude. you can, and it'll launch out of the water. Dude, look at this. We'll, we'll put a little video up on the, the pod so you can see what we're talking about. But That is yeah, so true. It's, like it's like a cylinder, and you look like a fighter pilot. You're, yeah. like, kind of leaning back it. in you it. You can go 360. Dude. Yeah, 360. You can do flips. It'll, like, pull you up. If you pull back on it... Um, It'll that like push crazy. you up into the air. Oh, How it's so much fun. That? Now that I actually see it, like for sure I won't. Yeah. But I think they're like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure it's like that or a Porsche. Yeah. And plus, <laughs> yeah, it's a different <laughs> class of driving, I believe, or whatever. Huh? Uh, it's a different class of license. I don't think you need to be licensed for that. It's a cockpit, bro. And? You pretty much do need to be licensed. Why? Going in and out of the water at those speeds. Yeah, you know, you know some dumbasses are going to take that into the ocean and die. There's no way, yeah. dude. I don't think you need a license for something like that. I will look that up. Some guys Please do. Like, yeah. Oh, how far can I push this? He's just going to go well, like, like let me ask forty you, kilometers. Let me ask you a question: ocean. Do you need a license aside from a driver's license to prove how old you are? Do you need a license to operate a sea do? No. Why would you need one for that then? I'm pretty hmm. sure they have the yeah, same that's engine. A good point. That is a good point. point. See how we're very selective in America, <laughs> bro. No, I already I, learned how to ride a bike. Why do I need to go to DMV? I still think it's the craziest huh. shit is that for an ultralight classification for like a flying vehicle, which mm-hmm. by the way, it's just under a certain weight limit, right? You technically don't need a license to fly one. Hmm. Like a fucking helicopter. Like you were talking about earlier, you can get in certain types of ultralight helicopters that you do not technically need a license for in order to fly. <laughs> It's insane to me Which because you can, you can take it anywhere. <laughs> you can. And you don't have any certification whatsoever. Nope. The no. only thing is you do have to be cognizant of like flight patterns where you're allowed to fly, where you're not allowed to fly. Because there are certain areas where if you fly into it and you just mobbing you don't know over the airport. <laughs> O'Hare Airport, here I come. Slow <laughs> <laughs> planes. It's Hello. ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But those things are so cool. Like those types of, uh, I'm gonna call them, I'm gonna call them rich boy toys. The what? The actually the ultralight helicopters. You can get them for like the price of a Camry, like in a used one yeah, but too. I, that's my point. How many people have enough money to you know dish, dish out for that? I don't know. Like, I mean, I really don't know the answer to that question. But like, I mean, you can get a helicopter. You don't need a license for. And you can fly it, and it costs the same as, like, a Camry. Man. That's pretty nuts. Why? (laughs) Why is it that every time you try to look for a price of a certain vehicle, it doesn't tell you anything? It says, for custom builds, please send a quote. They want serious people. Like, okay, come on. Like, not a single thread has talked about this. 
No, well, Zade's right. They want serious buyers, and also every single one of those that they make is custom. Like from the, there's no real base model, right? Like mm-hmm. they have different shit that they can add on, meet your specifications, do this, do that. But like, if you're going to that company and you're like, give me the cheapest version you have, I don't think they really want to do business with you, anyways. Yeah, you know, because they could it's a machine. Yeah, they could also come up with an entire line of those things. That's like the economy line, yeah. you know, where they're they're only <laughs> the like thirty thousand dollars. Have a hybrid throttle at the beginning. <laughs> Okay. Dude, speaking of throttle. Put my sea breacher in eco mode. <laughs> speaking of throttle, can we please discuss yeah. how Richard Branson. <laughs> he went full throttle the other day. Mobbed up to space. <laughs> I didn't think he actually went as high as he did. From the video I saw, I, I didn't think that full he went on, like to the level that he got to. That like was, what, low orbit? I thought he was at a way lower orbit. I thought he was what was classified as like the the edge of space. No, no, he, he went, went beyond. Well, beyond. He went that towards shit. like you know where where SpaceX goes. No, he didn't reach where the ISS would fly. Really? No, I don't think so. Well, it looked like it. I don't know. He went high. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like I don't think he went ISS high. But because I, you could still see like the atmosphere was still kind of visible. Well, I think no, you, you could see the whole. I mean, listen, the, the planet's huge, but yeah. you could see the entire scope of it like to the point where you are clearly okay, in the how, void of space. how big yeah. was it how was it as big as a horizon or was it like kind of just like a ball out there as um, big as a, no, as a horizon think, yeah i think it was essentially like full horizon 360 and then beyond that just blackness okay. of space i don't think it was like the iss where it's a little yeah, bit a little farther bit, away yeah. okay but That's still pretty no crazy. still unbelievable achievement yeah. like shout out to richard branson like if any company is going to make commercial space flight happen mm-hmm. that's probably going to be the best option and uh, like what's his story like i honestly richard don't branson, know much about i actually him. just did a case study or i read up I read a case study a about a while him. back so, he's so a, he's a character. He, what does he do so richard branson i mean he's just a businessman uh he i I don't know if he actually owns Virgin Atlantic, the Virgin brand. Well, oh, he, okay. yeah, he, that. yeah, he created the Virgin okay. company, right? Yeah. Or the Virgin group, I think is what they're called. And they're in a whole bunch of different types of industry ranging mm-hmm. from like, you know, cellular to now fucking <laughs> Virgin Galactic. <laughs> yeah, Virgin Galactic, which is crazy. Um, they, he's done a whole bunch of different businesses and he's always had a very interesting approach to how he does business. A lot of it's kind of like in the standpoint of like, I'm the little man. I'm going to do business in a way that fucks over the bigger guy, like Mm. was a lot of his philosophy. And that has kind of bitten him in the ass on certain projects. And I'm sure he would be willing to admit that. But, you know, he's a very successful man. He has his own space space agency now. (laughs) Yeah. You know how people have this. Nobody can say that, really. You know how people people have the idea of like the billionaire, the average billionaire being like this scum of the earth type. He's the complete opposite. Just down to earth, dude. Like completely cool. Oh, this was the video you sent me last night. Yeah, the most. Where wholesome... he was talking about, he's like, uh, "Look what you can do. Look what we can do." And so, like, as a whole collective, mm-hmm. look what we're able to do. That's insane. I think he said something along so the genuine. lines of like, "I remember being a young boy looking up at the sky and saying, i 'I'm gonna go there,' and now I'm here as an adult." <laughs> yeah. And think <laughs> about this, that dude when he unclipped his seatbelt. Oh my. Oh my god! Like I was like, dude, he's like he's living it right now. He he's probably in a whole different. Shortly like, spot after shortly his, after that head. video, I came across a tweet, um, which pointed out a very very cool stat. But it was basically the first entrepreneur 
who privately funded his own venture, who basically got himself up there just through his own will, not through, not through uh, public means or government okay. means. It's all privately funded. Yeah, and by the way, just to emphasize on private, that doesn't mean it's all his money. I think that's well, important well, to for mention. Sure. He has investors, like for sure, but that doesn't mean he's a public. It's a publicly traded company. Yeah, yeah. you can have private investments, like you were saying. But mm -hmm. I mean, just like he, when he did that, not only like my favorite part about all of that, aside from he went to space, which is amazing in its own right, right? But do you know why he launched at this time to beat Bezos? <laughs> oh my god! He's like, I've got a bigger he's dick than you, bro. Come hey, on. He's literally like. Is this shit good enough? And his scientists were like, yeah, we think so. And he was like, fuck it. We're doing it right now. Get it ready. We got to beat Bezos. We can't yeah. be last. Yeah, we can't be last. <laughs> Dude, I think one or, one or two of their test pilots died a few years back testing that, that design out. Because they have an interesting yeah. design to get themselves up there. It's like two planes combined. I think the, the people are in the middle. And then once they hit a certain altitude, then they have a, an extra, extra space, like spaceship that just goes up. Well, I think it's uh like you said, it was a it's really a three part system if I remember this mm. correctly because I think it was the actual you know jet engine, right? You know the thing that gets you into space and to your final destination. That's what you're sitting in. Mm -hmm. That's attached to like a glider, if I remember correctly, which is like the stage two in a way. Yeah. And what all of that is attached to, if I remember correctly, is a larger plane that's actually dragging them up to a certain altitude. And then once they got there, they detached, launched the rocket, and then went out into space. Hmm. Get ready, boys. I'm just picturing movies. All so. I'm saying is, if it's at a price that we can afford we're about in the next space. 10 years and it's safe, we're doing it. Yeah. I, I will have no regrets. Even if it's something I can afford as a rich man, that's still affordable. Like, to, to some degree, you know? You can save I, up for it. If it's something you can save up for, that's perfect. My whole life, I have wanted to go to space. My entire life. And now it's like the older I get, the more possible it's yeah. becoming. And so like in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Shit. Just, just, just wait for it, man. Wait for it. Holy like, shit. I think it's very reasonable for the price to get down to what? $50,000 within a seat. Yeah. Within the next two decades, maybe three decades. I was going to say maybe lower than that. Really? I don't know how much the fuel is going to cost, but if they figure out a way to, um, manufacture the fuel themselves and then like maybe in a way that you know doesn't involve a whole bunch of mining and drilling and shit like that like maybe they could figure out i don't know microalgae fuel or some shit like that yeah and then that way it would cost them almost nothing to make the fuel like that'd be that could lower the cost a lot they could also probably figure out better ways on how to get the rocket up there you know so they don't have to use two different planes mm -hmm. right i don't know i i think they could probably get it down under 20 in two decades Mm. Just such a cool time to be alive. So fucking cool, man. Which is like, I don't, so I don't understand why people give into the this doomsday narrative. Oh, I chicken can, little syndrome, as I like to call it. Well, I get why because I mean, a lot of the times it's very warranted why well, they would think they that. Watch Dude, much honestly, news. surround yourself with shit, and you will be shit. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's a quote of the day, right there. Yeah. <laughs> like people had legitimate <laughs> concerns when was it Russia was moving in on the Ukraine. Yeah. Russia, yes. Yeah. Like that was that was a legitimate cause for concern right there. Or when China started pushing uh boats out into the ocean or when they made their own islands, which by the <laughs> way, do you hear Woo! about what's happening to those? May the Lord bless you. Thank you. You know the uh military bases that China built in the uh southern China Sea, like on um 
I think it was just on a bunch of sandbars. They put, dumped a whole fuck ton of sand on top of these already they existing used the sandbar. Dubai technique. No, they did. Like straight up <laughs> to build military bases out in the ocean. Oh my god! And they're yeah. still there. Um. Well, ironically enough, a lot of them are starting to sink. <laughs> yeah, because it turns out when your foundation is sand on the ocean, like just any current under the water is tearing away at your foundation. Well, wait, yeah. how the hell do you even do that? They just take a fuck ton of sand from one place and dump it right on top but of the sandbar. But we're we're talking about millions. The ocean. Yeah. Like mm. Dubai, they're doing it off the coast, so I can mm-hmm. understand it. Yeah. But if you're going into deeper waters, well, the thing they're building on top of a already existing sandbar. So okay, that means that probably the ocean isn't super super deep in that point, and then also, you know, they just pour sand on top of the sand that's already there yeah. to make a bigger plot bigger. of sand above yeah. the water. Exactly. It's like and I don't think they realize that maybe the currents there are too strong underneath, and it was just carrying sand out. Like the foundation for their entire military base was literally built on something that could go away. Yeah. By you going like underwater. <laughs> the Chinese version of Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> no, like they're you know when people get upset about that shit because I mean they are, in a way, kind of like what would be a primer for a world war. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand getting assassinated. Uh, I believe that was that World War Two. Was that I think World so. War One? I don't know. I don't remember, but yeah. You know, it's like scenarios like that that would cause stuff like that. And where are they doing that? Are they doing that off of their coast or international waters? Uh, Southern China Sea was where they were doing that. Okay. Hmm. They were primarily doing it as a means to deter the U.S. from, like, I guess, holding dominance in that region. Because that's what, like, America's secret weapon is, is actually, like, our Navy. We just have so many ships and submarines, especially. Coming in. Which, by the way, you want to hear a really trippy story about submarines? Submarines? Yeah. Submarines. <laughs> is, this a, is this an experience? Or? Um, no. Or is this uh, like a story you heard? Although, actually, at Catalina, sorry, speaking of experience, there used to be a submarine that you could get on. I don't know if they still do it. Bro. But, yeah, they would get you on a submarine, take you down. There's, like, portholes that you can look out at, at, like, all the fish and shit. Let's go. I don't know if they're still doing it, but if they are, like, that'd be super cool. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. We'll look into it. But... Oh, also another cool thing at Catalina, they have these scuba diving helmets that go over like this, and it's like a giant bubble. And so, like, you can walk under the water, like, with this. They literally have, like, ropes that you can hold on to underwater, and you just walk and, like, can look at everything wide open. I haven't been there since I was a kid. I've never been there. Catalina's got cool shit going on, man. Like, it's kind of underrated in the eyes of most, but at the same time, it's, like... It's like, I got to Catalina and go to Hawaii. It's like a it's tiny way scale and cheaper. Yeah, there you go. You can't compare two things that are completely opposite. Oh, and also on the <laughs> south side of Catalina, there are beaches that look like Hawaii beaches. Like, for real. The water's way colder than Hawaii, but it's like white sand, like neon blue water. Wow. It's dope. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. But, um, <laughs> no, submarine story. Did you know there was only one time in the entirety or in the entire naval history of the world where there was one submarine versus submarine battle under the water. One time? One time. With with weaponry. With weapon, like shooting torpedoes at each other. (laughs) So like every other time, like submarines have attacked submarines, but it almost every single time happened on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. So there was one instance, I believe during World War II. Yeah, it was World War II because it was a German sub. Um where you know this german sub they it was actually a really crazy story like you know germany was on its last legs 
I think Berlin or someplace like that was getting invaded and um, they wanted to, oh wait, no, 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 it was, I think Sweden or Sweden or Switzerland or one of those company or countries was Nazi occupied. Mm. And they did a lot of their researches up there in that country. It was either Sweden or Switzerland. I can't remember which one, but mm. um, you know, they were working on secret projects for like weapons and shit. And so, you know, the Americans were coming and they're like, we got to clear out or sorry, it was the Ruskies actually. I believe yeah. it was the Russians. They're like we need to clear out. So they put all of this research and like specialized documents onto this Nazi sub and then they got it out of there without anybody knowing, right? Mm -hmm. Unluckily for them, there was an American sub in the region <laughs> and they picked up the Nazi <laughs> sub on sonar. Like we just by chance, up. Yeah. by chance they picked it up and they were like, holy shit. So they're just following <laughs> this sub, right? And by the way, it's almost impossible to see anything down there. It's like, yeah, they have the the uh what is it called uh i'm totally blanking but that's only that's only to look above yeah water. it's the scope but there's a specific name for yeah. it i'm blank it's the something scope but yeah that's usually what it's used yeah. for but it's like so they've only really got sonar and then also this um it's like an ocean microphone essentially that picks up uh, you know signals just, yeah, yeah just vibrations within the water <laughs> and um so they're going off of that and they have like a rough idea of where this is, right? <laughs> and they don't know if it's diving. They don't know the depth or the act. Like, there's almost no accuracy Bro, in that area. Hail Mary torpedo, yeah. no, literally. So they, so the, um, <laughs> I think they identified it was a German sub based off of like the specific vibrations that the engine was putting out. Like mm -hmm. they could identify different subs That's based wild. on like how they're not their firing order, but just the vibrations they yeah, can produce. It's probably the detailed spikes. Yeah. That's where they can figure it out. So they're like, holy shit, that's a German sub. They line it up. <laughs> um, they fired a torpedo at it, like, or two torpedoes at yeah. first, right? And then they obviously missed. They didn't get anything. They're like, fuck, all right, okay, drop down in case they're going to drop down. Yeah. So then they drop down, and then as they're dropping, I think they got another hit, like, okay, it's got to be somewhere in front of us. Or, like, you know, because they could see the dot on the sonar mm -hmm. right in front of them. But they're freaking out because they're like, we just, how do you know? Right? Wait, wait, wait. Can blow. you just imagine if it was just a family of whales <laughs> just murking these yeah. whales? No, they know the difference. The, you, well, no, they would, know. I mean, because, one, the whales wouldn't really, like, they wouldn't make that much noise other than the... Considering they're throwing Hail Mary torpedoes, like that's that's just gonna hit anything. I'm just well, they they stop after a while, like they just don't go forever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's gonna end, like they shoot it off in Switzerland and it just ends up somewhere in Japan, like, but oh no, oh no. So, like, they're going down, and then the captain's like, fuck, we gotta do this. It's like now or never because if they figure out where we're at, yeah, we're fucked, mm -hmm. like, yeah. So he's like, fire the last two. <clears throat> and they fire it, and there's like a two-minute period of silence in a submarine at like, I don't know, probably half a mile deep. Terrifying. And they're just and they're just like, what the fuck? Maybe not a half mile, maybe like a quarter mile, but either way, it's still pretty deep in the ocean, right? So they're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like this <laughs> like Dude, dude, that's and then, scary. And then yeah. after those two minutes, the um the dude who's on the uh the ocean, I totally blanking on the name of it but the ocean microphone essentially mm. he's like we got a hit and then they were like holy shit everybody be quiet like it wasn't time for celebration it was like we got a hit but did we sink them right and so then the next sound they heard was the explosive uh what is it decompression mm. of you know the submarine just going like or sorry compression of it rather implosion almost because you know at that depth there's so much pressure on the outside of the sub that if there a little crack happens to go in it it's just going to go it's gonna 
right flat and yeah yeah basically twist up you're mm-hmm. dead immediately yeah. and so they heard it crunch and they were like oh there it is we won yeah so <laughs> let's, let's go back and, and there's only one case of that one I'm actually astonished by that. I, I'm amazed that they managed to hit the submarine. Yeah. That's a sure. Yeah. They, they they launch off listening to superheroes don't wear capes. <laughs> even even wilder though, like that sub, it had a bunch of mercury on it. Like, because they were the I guess the Nazis were using mercury for some weapon. I don't remember the exact details behind it, but um, it started leaking mercury into the ocean, and it made that like nice. area of the ocean incredibly poisonous. Yeesh. So I can't remember which global government did this, but they just took a fuck ton of sand, just dumped it on top of the submarine. That so works. now, it's, yeah, you just put sand on top of spilt mercury. Mercury, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Mercury's not getting through allegedly because I mean it's under I think it was like two hundred and fifty thousand tons of sand or some shit. Oh my wow. god! Yeah, that's a lot of sand, dude. Yeah, uh, I mean, dude, they had to cover an entire <clears throat> submarine. Dude, how do you even transport that? Like several hundred feet long of just submarine, big ass boats and a lot of dude, them. You, so when you were telling me that story on their final launch back after they destroyed them, all I pictured was uh, what's it called Rick from Rick and Morty. From that episode we we just watched like last week, mm-hmm. where he just comes in with that music, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> like he's on a serious mission. <laughs> God, and he's just like, oh, like fuck. zooming, just ah, oh, oh. oh yeah, that shit was weird though. Yeah. Like, there's so many weird stories in history when you go back and like look around. I, I don't know. I've I've been on kind of a history kick recently. Yeah. You know what? One thing I I like always have to think about when it comes to like war or like war stories mm. is so a war gets placed by higher beings, obviously, or people that have more power. Oh, right? okay. It would be like you mean by divine, yeah, beings. higher on a societal Sorry. rung, yes, on a societal. Uh, it's like God causes war. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like um, it's it's like a country versus a country, a country, right? It's like a leader versus a leader. That's what it is. That's really what it comes down That's to. That's really what it comes down to. And here's the thing. When we are the people, we just abide and go through with it. So if I'm in a submarine and I see an enemy submarine, I am going to think of the individuals individually. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who they are, but they work for them just like I work for them. We have no beef, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we have beef. <laughs> no, you have to go into that, like, from what I imagine about war, like, especially in something like Nazi Germany, yeah. right? Like, if you're going to go fight on the Eastern Front, right? Like, you got to have that mentality because those, like, the Nazis were trained to just have no regard for you whatsoever, right? Yeah, basically brainwashed. So, I mean, outside of the exception of, like, you know, you've got POWs, don't just fucking mm-hmm. execute them on the spot, right? Like, that's terrible. But, if you're out in the battlefield, like they're gonna take or they're trying their best to kill you. Yeah. Right. Not not so, not injure you. Yeah. Kill you. Yeah. yeah. They they don't want you to be damaged and go home and be like, you know, your hero with your purple heart. No, they want you to be dead. Yeah. As quickly as possible. You're just a number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's moments like that where at least from a, like because I'm on a history kick, I've been watching a bunch of like Medal of Honor recipient shit too. Ooh. And um Something I've seen, like, an overarching theme is when they're in the moment that, like, got them the Medal of Honor, you could say, they just, it's like they almost turn them 
selves off. Like there's, there's no real compass. There's no anything. It's just, what do I do to get to the next screen or like the next situation that keeps me alive? Mm -hmm. What do I do now that allows me to get to the next place? Yeah. And keep doing what I was doing in the previous one. Like Yeah, because as far as we know, you're dead. You're only alive for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So. And like I don't know why, Stay but like some of the biggest <clears throat> savages in history. And when I mean by savages, I mean like they go out onto the battlefield and give zero fucks. Like they for some reason have like a higher chance of living. At least from what I've seen, like on the Well, it kinda it kinda makes stories. sense. Cause like I mean, look at it from the perspective of sports, like in soccer. The person who goes into a tackle, like without full force, usually gets injured. Yeah, I mean, like um, there was a British commander. I forget. He was talking about the uh, about World War One. It wasn't. I think it was just a audio hmm. interview or something like that. You know, trying to interview him before they all died. And he was talking about like when he was on the front, he would have soldiers that were like crying and shit like that. You know, and the piece of advice was just you keep your head down and you move forward. Like, there's no stop. When you stop to think about things, that's when you get shot. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's a man who he charged across, you know, the front lines in World War I, which are some of the most brutal in history, numerous times. Well, speaking of, um, I don't know. I was, it was it World War II where they fought in the trenches? Well, they and fought they... in trenches in World War II, but you, mainly World War I. Yeah. Like... And to, to your point about the pop like, the populations don't have beef which, with each other, no. as is, no, because, no. Um, but the most, the, the greatest example of that, I think it's either World War One or World War Two, where I, th I think it was Christmas Day. World War Two. World War Two. Mm. They complete. They stopped fighting. They basically had a peace treaty between uh, both sides of, of both sides of soldiers, and it was only you know they played soccer together, they drank together, they had a fun time. It was only after they received direct orders from the people at at the top. That they went on to just annihilate each other. Yeah, how bizarre is that got to be? You're like having a beer, playing soccer, like kicking it with the boys, but they're on the other side, right? And then you just wake up the next day, and it's like, yep, back to bombing. Yeah, getting right back in the heat of it. Uh, sounds like the uh, opposite of purge. You have 24 hours where there's no, <laughs> to have, where there's no purge to be decent. Fun. Yeah, to be a normal human being. Jesus, I'm to sure that was decent. like. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's like on the on the lowest brim. Like, let's just be decent. Yeah, and then there's being good and all right <laughs> and excellent. But just yeah. be decent. That was probably that the most. That's probably the most red pill moment in history. Just fighting in a war. And I, I would say I would say a lot of I guess you could consider it red pilling probably happened in Vietnam. Yeah, because like you know uh, soldiers on the in World War II they primarily had like alcohol and uh opioids to some degree Ooh. like morphine you know like that was their drugs yeah. of choice because that was a <laughs> shitty time to be alive and also a shitty experience to go through but in vietnam you know we moved forward a couple decades we got better drugs and so they went out into the field they had a whole bunch of like weed acid mushrooms you know also a lot of heroin was being done in vietnam as well and they like a bunch of soldiers got out there and they're like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this makes zero sense. <laughs> I believe 20% uh, of the of the soldiers were addicted to some sort of opio opioid. Opioid. Mostly, word. probably yeah. mostly heroin. 
Yeah, Mostly heroin after, yeah. But then yeah. when they There's came back... There's a whole back, documentary on that. When they came back home, and you, you guys can refer to the addiction episode that we have, um, I believe it was like 85% of them just completely kicked the habit. They're like, I'm in a safe environment. I'm happy. Glad to be back home. I don't need drugs. The ones that didn't had the problem. Hmm? The ones that didn't had the issues for basically the rest of their life. I mean, all of them come out with some issues because if you well, come yes. out, if what you an come, environment. If you came well, out of Vietnam with zero yeah. problems, you're you're built different. Like you literally are built different. There's there's something going on with you that is, I, I don't yeah. even. No, no, that's not what I meant know. at all. I meant like addiction wise. Like, yeah, that yeah. that happened a yeah. lot. Yeah, Vietnam soldiers got taken care of like the worst out of almost any other war. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could almost include you can include today's soldiers were treated like shit, but when they came home from Vietnam, they were treated as fucking like. You know, murderers murderers oh yeah because mm-hmm. there's a whole there's a Even whole before the war there's wow. a whole slew of like crazy shit that happened in vietnam like to a level that wasn't i mean it was seen in world war ii but the shit that vietnam soldiers had to deal with was just it was different and also you have the context of this was uh this was back in the time during the psychedelic revolution and you know a bunch of hippies yeah. are taking drugs love and so peace. different different forms of movements were happening at the same time yeah like there's a lot, there's a, a quite a few instances. If you don't mind, if I get very dark for a moment, right? In Vietnam, where you know uh, the the northern uh, Viet Cong, they would set up entire villages of people, like mothers, fathers, children, babies. Wow! To be rigged with explosives, have guns hidden all over the place. So when the soldiers came through, they're like, "Hi, like, can you tell us any information?" They would be handed a baby. And then they'd be like, oh, shit, look at this. And they would lift the blanket up, and there's fucking eight grenades with the pins pulled. And then all hell breaks loose. With a real baby. That, yeah. A real human baby. That shit happened a lot. And that also led to, like, I forget what the names of the massacres were. There's Oh, My Lai? My Lai Massacre was one of them. Like, it just, it fucked with the soldiers a ton. And it was a horrible thing that they did. Yeah, I I can see how it's, it's specifically the Vietnam War. You put human that, beings in that kind of extreme position, and because extreme thoughts and actions will be taken. Yeah, because you, you you're desperate at that point. To, yeah. To win, or basically by killing. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to die, or these other people are going to die, and that's kind of what it's coming down to, right? So, like the yeah, Me Lai massacre, fucking terrible. Yeah. Like one of the worst uh, instances in the army's history, or yeah, I would just that's the army, right? They weren't Marines that did that, no, or was it no. Marines? Uh, it was just ground soldiers. Just, so okay, like infantry, yeah. It's terrible, but, like, I mean, how many soldiers need to be handed, like, a baby with grenades on them, you know? Or a child comes running up to you, and they're scared, and then they just fucking open fire on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Like, Vietnam just came with its own different set of shit that they had to deal with and, like, precautions they had to take. And we, we were not ready for that at all. Mm-hmm. And you also see similar similar tactics in like Afghanistan, um, yeah, Iraq, all those all those places. It's always the, the the places that has like the polar opposite like conditions than America. It's just it's the mountainous regions. It's the rainforests. It's, it's just when you don't know jungles, that area, yeah. like because those people, like especially in that um that valley, I'm totally forgetting the name of it right now. And I just watched the documentary on it not too long ago, but um, the one with like, the ridge. Yeah, like uh, there's this valley in I think it's um, Iran or Iraq, right? And yeah. it's just in this valley. it's just known for being one of the worst places that you could have been deployed to mm-hmm. in the war. 
And the villagers, like, you know, they had been living in there, or their families had been for generations. So they knew every square inch of the mountain like it was the back of their hand. Yeah. But then you have America coming in. They don't know shit about shit when it comes to this mountain terrain. And they can't bomb it because there's so many civilians inside. They would just be essentially wiping an entire group of people off of the planet. So what do they do? They send in foot soldiers. But every time they send in foot soldiers, they get their shit kicked in because they don't know where the fire is coming from. Mm. And they're in essentially... They're essentially fish in a barrel in that situation, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, ooh, it, it was a rough one. That was a rough one for sure. Sorry, I can imagine. We should move on from history shit. It just gets <laughs> gets dark really quick. It, it There's does. also cool shit you can talk about in history. Well, of course. Like, you, if you, want, you want to get conspiracy that. theory? Like what? Like GM never existed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> GM conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's um one of my favorite ones. This is like uh the theory of stair stepping evolution. Explain. Right. What do you mean stair stepping evolution? Um, oh, okay, evolution. Yeah. So. so it's like a it doesn't necessarily involve people, mm-hmm. or I mean it does involve people, but I don't mean in terms of like how we physically changed over generations. I guess you can could consider that stair stepping, right? Like mm-hmm. from you know earlier versions of hominids, like to the modern day homo sapien obviously that's probably stair step to some degree but i'm talking like technology and stuff so like the shining example would probably be you know somewhere like egypt right like uh. how they um how the fuck did they figure out how to build these pyramids or let's even go back earlier than that it was like they're just in this one spot you know probably just living pretty standard lives for whatever was going on in the region at that time yeah and then all of a sudden, oh, we have the best irrigation in the world. Like, just, like, out of nowhere. It's yeah. like, all right, we have these crazy fucking columns, like, with these yeah. insane irrigation systems that even today, like, scientists or some people have, like, a hard time replicating yeah. or figuring out how they operated, right? And then it's like, then there's a whole period of nothing. And then all of a sudden, we can build these crazy-ass pyramids. <laughs> and then we keep building pyramids. But over time, like, once we're on this step, like, the pyramid quality gets shittier. Because that's how long it's been. Mm-hmm. Well, From the time they started building to the, the first pyramid to the time they built the last one, they had forgotten how to build them properly. So, like, when you go to Egypt and you look at certain pyramids, they're, like, weirdly shaped at the <laughs> yeah. top because they literally caved in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that's a conspiracy. I, I, for the most part, it's pretty – it's proven. I mean, you have the work of do- Dr. Randall Carson, Carlson, Dr. Graham Hancock. You know, the, all those JRE episodes where they lay out specific evidence as to yeah. what happened. You have major catastrophic events. It's miraculous. That, it's no, remarkable, that's, dude. I don't, it's, did they ever, I don't think they recalled on the technology, though. I'm not talking about, like, how they shaped or how Egypt was shaped over time due to natural disasters and the weather erosion patterns on the Sphinx are older than the fucking certain pyramids. <laughs> well, no, that's like, the point. It's like, we don't know about the technology, but we can point towards an event or a time where such technology existed. Because we have ancient ruins that are starting to, you know, rewrite our our whole framework of history. But I'm talking like, how did they go for nothing? Then they have this crazy bit of technology. And then for another, like, what seems to be a couple hundred years, nothing. And then all of a sudden, this other insane, like, marvel of technology. And then they keep moving on. I, of course, I don't know. But like, I mean, um, I, mean I, I mean, honestly, the, the coming and going of certain individuals, probably. That's what I, that's what I would run to. There's probably been some, like, you know, the engineers of the time. Or, yeah. 
the mathematicians of the time. Well, of course, that's it. probably what it was. What it was. You know, it, there's people out there. It's like, it's aliens. Yeah, bro. like run it through your head. It's aliens, bro. It's aliens. I'm all over yeah, it. Yeah. It's not aliens. <laughs> it could be aliens, but it's not aliens. It could be. But it could be. But it's not. But it's not. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, on the 2AM podcast, we discuss everything from submarines to our favorite carpet. <laughs> what to to mountain lions to whatever you want to hear. We ever talked about carpet on this goddamn? <laughs> we probably have, and it's probably because we've we've talked about the uh, your dream house. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we probably. Hmm. I don't remember, but I feel like you've mentioned a Persian rug somewhere here. Right yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> mentioned a Persian rug. No, you want to know why? I probably have. No, we were. Yeah. I think it was because we were talking about like cats or some shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Persian, Persian cat. Oh, Persian rug. <laughs> oh, you asked me the breed of. Joe. Was that what it was? Yeah, and I told you he's part Persian, but I don't know the rest. Oh. And then so, I don't know, dude, but Persian was in there, so. Persian. Persian. Ah. It has come to an end, guys, but you know where to find us. We're on Instagram, YouTube. YouTube twice, actually. Come on, dude. Yeah. Two, babe. Clips yeah. and regular. <laughs> Three away from the big 100. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. You can also find our audio files on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Lipson, Apple Podcasts, and much more. So go ahead, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us at 2AM Podcast on Instagram because we need some love on there. Please. Yeah. We would appreciate please. it. But uh, say hi that, every once in a while. That'd yeah. be cool. Drop yeah. a comment. Check in on us. But, yeah. We'd like to talk to you. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, sometimes we just need some communication, right? <laughs> we, we miss the... We don't bite. <laughs> we need some affection. We miss the humans. Anyway, guys, we will catch you next time on episode number 98. For now, later. <laughs>